Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Our text for our meditation this morning is recorded for us in the Gospel of St. Matthew, the 21st chapter, verses 42 through 44. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. And whoever falls on this stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Lord, these are your words, and therefore they are your truth. We ask that you'd increase our faith through them. Amen. You may be seated. Dear fellow redeemed, You might be surprised to know that the Cleveland Browns were one of the most successful football teams of all time. From 1946 to 1983, they won 18 division titles and eight league titles. They also went to the playoffs 24 times during that period. However, during the late 80s, things weren't going so well for the Cleveland Browns. By the turn of the decade, they were looking for a change, and so they hired on a a new young head coach with great potential. Now, things didn't go so well his first two seasons. They didn't make it to the playoffs. They had a losing record. Finally, the, the third season, they had a winning record and went to the playoffs, but again the next year, back to losing again. By the end of 1994, though, the team was looking to move to Baltimore, and they were reevaluating their coach. Initially, they told him, Yeah, you're our guy, even if we move to a different city. But then they evaluated things and decided that he just wasn't who they expected him to be. And his record showed it. And so they fired him. That coach's name was Bill Belichick. For those that are NFL fans, you might be surprised to hear that because Bill Belichick is the number one NFL coach of all time. You see, that head coach went on to go to join the New England Patriots in 2000, and he took them to 17 division titles, brought them to the Super Bowl nine times, and they won six. No coach compares to his record. It's kind of ironic to think that that team, especially as the Cleveland Browns as we know them today, didn't see the great potential of that coach and even rejected him and fired him. Well, today in God's word, we see Jesus as the chief cornerstone who was rejected by the builders, yet he proves to be that impenetrable stone upon which we should place the certainty of our salvation. Now, we might wonder why these builders, why the religious leaders rejected Jesus. Didn't they know the scriptures well? Didn't they see all of the evidence there in him? Certainly, he performed so many miracles. Certainly, he drew so many crowds. But they rejected him in part because of his message. Because his message was even to them, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. It wasn't a message that they wanted to hear. Sure, Jesus, tell everyone else to repent, but not me. They were the ones that were upright, the ones that people looked up to. They didn't think that they needed to repent. Nor did they think that Jesus' person was anything for them to believe in. 
especially not trust in as the Messiah. He seemed so lowly and so humble. Many people in those days thought the Messiah would be a great military or political leader come to overthrow the Romans, and Jesus seemed nothing like that. Instead, he was peaceful, not seeking earthly power. He proclaimed himself not a savior from the Romans, but a savior from sin. You know, it makes us wonder, could we here today perhaps reject Jesus? You know, we too, like those religious leaders, we know the Bible well. Many of us probably know so many Bible stories and know so much solid Christian doctrine. Is there a temptation for us? I think there is a temptation to reject Christ, especially reject his word, that word that points out our own sins, that calls us to repentance. So often we don't want to do that. Yeah, maybe everyone else needs to repent, but, but not me. But as we hear the harsh words of God's law, as it proclaims that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, we want to kind of place ourselves outside of that and say that we're not included Maybe we do it to protect our own pet sins that we have. Maybe we do it because we feel that we're trying our hardest to be good people. But that law condemns, doesn't it? So too, we can also be in danger of rejecting the Savior because of who he is. I think especially during times of trouble and hardship in our own lives, as things get difficult and, and we wonder, God, if you are God, how can you let this happen to me? If you love me, why would you let this be? Jesus, if you are the Son of God and my Savior, why do you allow so much suffering? We can seek out a, a different Savior in him, maybe one that provides an easy life in this world. But Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Savior, and he has proved it. And I think of even before those religious leaders, Jesus gave them proof. Jesus said, tear down this temple. And I will rebuild it in three days. Yet they didn't understand that what he was talking about was the temple of his body. Even when they asked him for a sign to prove that he was the Messiah, he said that no sign would be given to this wicked and adulterous generation except for the sign of Jonah. Jonah who was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. So also the Son of Man must be in the belly of the earth. He told them plainly what he was going to do. That he was going to die, be buried but also rise to life again from the dead. We think about those religious leaders who rejected him and ultimately placed him on a cross, didn't they? And even while he was on that cross, they, they scorned him and mocked him. If you are the son of God, come down from that cross. They thought the cross was the ultimate proof that he wasn't who he claimed to be. And yet Jesus proved them all wrong, didn't he? As his body was placed in the grave, as the stone was rolled in front, as the, the armed guards were placed there. Yet on the third day, the tomb was empty, and he showed himself alive to the women, to the disciples, and to one time even 500 people at once, proving that he had power, not just over the Romans, not just over the Jews, not just over the devil, but even over death itself. And that's truly the Savior we need. You know, in our lesson for today, it makes an interesting point. Whoever falls on the stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. You know, it reminds me of a diamond, like a diamond ring. 
Diamonds are, are said to be the hardest of all the gemstones. It's said that nothing can scratch a diamond, but a diamond can scratch anything. And yet if you drop a diamond ring on a tile floor, it's possible to chip it. You can also take a hammer and if you use enough force, you can actually smash a diamond. But Jesus even presents himself as a greater picture, that nothing can crush him, nothing can break him. We think about all of those powerful forces that tried to do exactly that on the cross, but he proved that he was greater, that he had power even over our worst enemy, death itself. And so he has proved himself to be a worthy cornerstone, the chief cornerstone for us to place our faith in and trust in, to know that in him he provides the greatest thing that we need. Not simply an easy life in this world, but he has provided for us the forgiveness of all of our sins. He provided for us rescue from death and even the devil and eternal destruction that every one of us deserves for our sins. They're all forgiven and we can know it for sure in Christ's resurrection. You know, some of you here today might think that maybe you would have made a different choice if you are on the management for the Browns. Maybe you would have seen Bill's full potential. It's hard to say. But for us, it doesn't need to be a question concerning Christ. We know that he is the chief cornerstone. We know that he is one that is worthy of our faith because he has proven it from his resurrection from the dead. And we can know that all who believe in him are part of his kingdom and shall have everlasting life. Yes, don't reject Christ. Instead, embrace him as your savior from sin, death, and hell. Amen. And let us pray. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, during your life and ministry, you were rejected and spurned by many. Yet by your resurrection, you proved that you are our chief cornerstone and our only hope of salvation. Forgive us for our sins of shutting our ears to your word, especially your word calling us to repentance. Forgive us as well for seeking in you a different savior. Your death and resurrection assure us that you are the savior we poor sinners need. Help us to ever embrace you by faith and know that the victory over sin, death, and hell is ours in you, our chief cornerstone. Amen. We continue with the hymn.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.